0: Does this mic sound hollow to you or is it just me? A tad bit. Yeah. Like your, your voice is usually a lot stronger in the mic Wait, and it doesn't sound does, like you. Does Vins? Yeah. I thought you were talking about yours. Or does mine sound hollow too? One, two. Does mine
1: sound off? No, it sounds fine to
2: me. Maybe it's your fucking ears. Clean out your ears. This what's hollow. It's your head. <laughs> <Does> it sound <laughs> hollow or is it my head? Head, 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 head. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that echo? Can't use the word head, neck, (laughs) arm, nothing. Everything's a fucking polish.
0: You are now
1: listening to Decoding 40.
2: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's Friday. It's in the morning time. It's Dakota 40 time. I'm your host this week, Vincent Perez, and I'm joined here with my two esteemed colleagues.
1: Uh, this is your boy, Dot, o. a.k.a. Risa
2: <laughs> Why the fuck did I marry this man? Oh, no. Who the fuck did I marry? What was I, I, to- I
0: have a feeling it's going to be a long check-in. <laughs> this is Alaric.
2: That's what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up, people out there? Again, real quick before I start. Last week during one of our conversations, I said Washington Carver. What I meant to say was Booger T. Washington. So I I wanted to get that. Booger, out T. I don't, <laughs> booger T. Washington. Wait, You <laughs> doubled down on the booger. Booker Booker T. Excuse me. See,
1: <laughs> Booker. Next week, next week he's going to be like, excuse me. Last week I, I r- said
2: booger. I t- referred to man, <laughs> one of the one of the, one of our forefathers as booger, <laughs> not to be confused with booger <laughs> from Avenger The Nerds*,
1: <laughs> or the janitor from *Good Times*.
2: <laughs> Booker <laughs> B O O K E R T Washington. I said George Washington Carver, which oh. is the man who invented things with peanuts, and Booker T Washington, whose philosophy was to. Uh, do things with your hands. I I I I'm not going to get too deep into it because I Pull can't remember up everything. By, by your bootstraps. Oh, your bull- Exactly. Exactly. All right. So with that, you know what time it is. We're going to do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. Please remember if you want to get in contact with us, give us a call at 619-940-4040. Please leave a name, number, a brief message, a text, or whatever. Let us know how the show is going. Let us know if you've enjoyed the show. I know I've made a couple of videos on IG, so come on, man. We want to hear from you guys letting us know how it is and how you've liked the show. Make sure that you go to our IG or our Facebook, Decoding40, and uh, hit us up on our Gmail at decoding40 at gmail.com. We'll be having those t-shirts and merch coming back pretty soon, but uh, for right now, you just have us for the next hour and some change, guys. So uh, as usual, we always do the check-in, and uh, I want to know who wants to start first this week. I've got a short one, so I probably should go first. Okay, pause. I didn't say come first. I said <laughs> You sweat. But you
0: do have a short one. He didn't correct that part.
2: <laughs> oh, there you, go. you got a short one. Hey, listen, that's your business, buddy. <laughs> Keep that to yourself there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Um. Well, over the weekend, I got to see my niece in a production of Nem- Finding Nemo Junior, Finding mm. Nemo Junior Junior. It was really good. I was actually surprised at how the level of production for a middle school in terms of like they had this uh, ocean like graphic that was moving on top of the ceiling and on long sides and. Really good. And the talent from the students was actually impressive. Um, the young lady that played Nemo really was a strong singer. Um, my niece played one of the turtles that gets Marlin and uh, Dory through the Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. So um, that whole squad was being called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I just kept calling her Turtle, Little Turtle. But it was cute. It was really cute. Um, I was really, I'm always happy to see her in productions, and and she's in quite a few things like she's a cheerleader, a dancer, and then she has these performances. So parents keep her very busy. Multi talented, multi hyphenated. The other thing was, what was it? Uh, You know, you got to write things down. We're getting old, brother. I know. I thought I did. Did I take my vitamins today?
2: (laughs) I'll have an insure, please. Janko Maloba. Right.
1: Yeah, really. Um, It'll come. I'll have a, a check-in addendum probably after it comes back to me. <sighs> a brain fart. Yeah, basically. But one of the things we're not going to be able to talk about as a topic, but I thought I just added to my check-in. Dion Cole had uh posted a question about U2 is performing in Vegas at the Sphere for four months. Uh, I think it's four shows a week. And he was wondering what R&B or hip-hop acts would be able to sell out a 20,000 seat venue for that long and for that many shows.
0: Wow. A lot that of people.
1: Thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, cause then most people were listing uh, Whitney Houston, Prince, Michael Jackson, uh, Luther Vandross. A few people said Beyonce,
0: but I don't even know if Beyonce could. No, I think she definitely could. She could because she did four it. Four days a week. I think she could do it. So I think Beyonce's pro- black. I think artist. she's probably
1: the best guess. I can't think of anybody else. I think uh, Vin and I were chatting about this. Yeah, Wu Tang might be the closest in terms of hip hop to be able to pull that off.
2: Hmm. Well, with it, they have a residency in Vegas right now, now I don't know how big this arena is that they're, that they're uh, selling. Uh, but they do have a residency. I don't know how many days a week it is. If it's yeah. every day, if it's once a week, or I don't, I don't know the details of it.
0: I think she could definitely do it.
2: Well, I mean, think she would have to do it I right can. now. Right yeah, now she would exactly. do it. In, in 20 years, I don't know if Beyonce's going to, well, however long, you know, Beyonce's, I don't know how old she is right now. Maybe she's 40, but I don't Something know if like she that. could pull that off at 60. Tina uh, Turner could have done it also. Mm. She was probably doing that in Europe already. Because she, right, didn't she? Because she was throwing like, out stadiums, yeah. Yeah.
0: arenas. So she, she had yeah. crossover, crossover yeah. appeal.
2: Yeah. Well, so is Beyonce. I think Beyonce could do it now, especially with all these country hits she's coming out with.
0: No, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Let this let
0: this country let this country album hit. First of all, <laughs> I like the song. I like yeah, the no, song.
2: Texas Hold'em. So, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like the song. I'd rather listen to Beyonce sing country music. I know the Beehive is about to come for me. Uh oh. But
2: you didn't say anything bad. You just said you'd like to hear sing country music.
0: I'd I'd rather hear her sing the the country music than the the pop hits. The pop hits don't don't get me. Lemonade got me. Lemonade I thought was great because I thought it was an art very artistic album. Mm-hmm. And I think going off her normal genre to do something that she really feels, you can hear it in the music, or maybe it's just so different. What was the one? Uh, was it
1: December fourth or fourth or eighth? Whatever the album is, where she's like. Um on the cover and she has her two arms over her head. That was the album I used to play, Love on Top was on that album. I used to play driving back and forth to uh, New Hampshire. It was just because the energy in that album kept me awake. I would never listen to that album with somebody else in the car. Let me find out you in the bi. I I know, exactly. And I'm sure anybody who saw me on the road was like, what (laughs) the hell is he listening to?
2: Um, hey, sailor, pull on over. <laughs> Let's do some choreography together. He's bald. He's black. He had on glasses. Right. He was listening to the Beehive.
0: I know who he was. But other than
1: that, um, I can't remember. I've really got
0: one other know. person who I think could do it. Who Who's that? MC
1: Hammer. For four months?
0: Hammer I could Hammer. see a month, maybe two months easy. That third I and think, fourth month would be a struggle. I think after the first week, the whole thing would catch fire. And you wouldn't be able to get a ticket
2: because I think
0: if Who hammer were to come back them? now, the whole three, five, seven, the whole. Okay. Okay.
2: Production. Three, five, gotta five, come back. The children's that the ch- they're, they're children, maybe because they, <laughs> they're not, they're not locking it. They're not dropping it like that anymore. They want like eight, nine, but, 10. Exactly. nigga. <laughs> 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 three five seven, no
1: hey <laughs> <They're not. laughs>
2: shit hammer's coming out in the wheelchair practically he's getting, yeah. guys okay. no he's
1: not no, he's not have you seen hammer no. he's in great no, shape in and good- still yeah, is, an he is,
2: yeah okay, all right, so that you know my i i i I withdraw that statement and 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 I, honestly you know no oh you know that's the real thing because Hammer was a great entertainer, right? yeah, and when you're in Vegas, it's about entertaining. Yeah. And, you know, we we clowned him back in the day. But overall, what he achieved as an artist, as well as the people he took care of and all those other things, you know, hats off to him. He was the first to really do it on that level. Yeah. You know, Um, now,
0: wait a minute.
1: What about Snoop? Wow, I think Snoop Snoop
2: could probably do it,
0: too. Yeah, definitely Snoop can do it. Definitely Snoop could do it.
2: Because you got to think about all the special guests Snoop could. Right, right, right. Because Snoop be down in Brazil selling out soccer stadiums. Okay.
0: Plus, Snoop doesn't care. Snoop
2: is a true capitalist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He is crossing all kinds of genres. I mean, he is the Bob Marley of hip hop. (laughs) Like, globally
2: known. There's
0: not a corner in the world where you don't know Snoop Doggy Dog. I think Snoop Doggy Dog. No matter where you go. Japan is not that remote, bro. (laughs) Not anymore. This I'm hoping that me. was a Japanese. Uh, yeah, it was racist impression.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't racist. I actually said something in Japanese. Oh, you did you know what you I said? Just, I'm bad. Snoop Dogg is the shit. Oh, okay. Stupid dog is shit, though.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've been watching uh, Tokyo Vice quite a bit.
0: You're not <laughs> buying it? it. I'm not buying it.
2: <laughs> Shout out to the Japanese listeners. It's all jokes. Uh, you know. That's uh, all. Yeah, because we do not want the uh the Yakuza after Nah, us. I don't want none of that smoke. You guys keep <laughs> you guys keep your samurai swords paws in the sheath. I do not want it, none of that shit. Fuck that. Yeah. No, Actually, no, this
1: no. this show has got me uh doing um a bit of research. There are about eleven, a little more than eleven thousand members of the Yakuza left. Wow.
0: I mean, that's that's some good numbers.
1: I mean, yeah, they they probably might win a fight. But I'm just saying, um, compared to where they were, I I don't know the exact numbers, but I know once that crackdown came down from uh, the police department where they were really trying to get that underworld out of Japan, that's Mm -hmm. when the numbers started to reduce dramatically.
2: The downer was small, 11,000. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, and then
1: I was thinking about it. Uh, you know, I I needed to put it in proportion. Eleven thousand is about. It's actually less than ten percent of the population of Harlem. Really? Yeah. So I mean, they're still going to do damage.
2: Yeah, they got swords so, and guns. niggas. right, right. A problem. <laughs> a right. Problem. It's a problem. But um, they got stars, all that shit, knives, everything.
1: Uh, I just I, I there was one line that I I loved um one I did, I thought this uh season 2 was finished cuz I don't like to wait for episodes to drop but there was one line uh when the police officer was telling him that it's a new day and they're going to start cracking down he said that for you to say that you don't understand how Japan works we keep the chaos from coming in mm. even as bad as they were
2: you got to think about that's it that's because so- you know the the mafia as a whole not not italian just the word mafia and itself you got russian you got mm-hmm. you know italian you got you know all of the you know stands and ukraines and all that other shit type of mafia in, in europe and and yes yeah, it's, it's definitely and because japan is you know an island islands in the ocean you have all types of ports and ways to get in and out of there so right yeah, so they're right yeah still a
1: good show uh tokyo vice but again You got to be in a mood to read subtitles and captions because otherwise you won't know what's going on. Like I said, uh, mini check in this week. This is Leon. That's my check in and I'm done speaking. You
0: are now listening to Decoding 40.
1: What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.Dot, a.k.a. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.
0: At last week, or the last episode, I should say, I talked about the issues that my, my dad was having health-wise. And today was a hard day because I really came to the realization that things cannot go on anymore the way that they are. I don't think that he can live on his own anymore. I think he needs to be in, he doesn't need to be in a nursing home. It's not, not there, but he definitely needs to be in an assisted living facility, somewhere where there's like senior community and there's someone there to check on him, someone there to clean for him, someone there to just make sure that he's eating and taking his meds and stuff like that. Because, at this point, it's like, it, it really feels like a, a, a desperate situation because I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to proceed. Like, my sister's there. She's with me and she's, you know, but she, she also doesn't know what to do because neither, neither one of us have been in this situation before. I'm, I'm not going to go into the full detail. I will tell this little bit of the story. Because my father, he wasn't able to move around as much as he normally does. We decided, okay, we'll go to this Catholic charities organization and they'll do like meals on wheels type of situation where they they give him pre-prepared meals. And um, and so he doesn't have to cook every day. So he's getting these meals and they're delivering more food than he can possibly eat. And he's there with my brother also. It's, It's more food than they can possibly eat. And it starts piling up and he's like, you know, I really should get a standalone freezer so I can keep the food and make sure that it's not going to go bad. So my sister finds the freezer online, orders it from him or orders it for him, gets it delivered. This is probably like December, maybe November. No, I think it was December. It was delivered in December. So today I had to go by his apartment. He's not there. And there's a, there's a, a second apartment, and I go into the second apartment, and all I can smell is rotting food. And I'm like, what the fuck? So now there's two, there's one, one freezer, one standalone freezer and a refrigerator in the second apartment. I go to the what's supposed to be the freezer, and as soon as I open the door, the smell just smacks me in my face. There's rotting food in here. And the freezer was not set to freeze. It wasn't even cold in there. So I don't know how long food was just sitting in there and just going bad. Was it plugged in or was the... It is plugged uh, in, but I looked it at... the temperature set properly? No. That's like the, this, as soon as I, I felt the interior of the refrigerator, I looked to see what it was set on, and it wasn't set to freeze. This is a freezer. It's supposed to be a freezer anyway. So at that point, I decide, let me look in the other refrigerator and see what's going on. And the other refrigerator is full of other stuff. And there's more food going bad in there. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, he's he's going shopping every week like he normally does, but he's not using all the food. He's not eating the food. He's just sort of storing it, eating what he can eat and storing the rest while it's just going bad. And I think it's obvious now, that things have gotten way out of his control. He's not in command of what's happening. And you know, honestly like I I wanted to scream, I wanted to break down in tears because I'm just not used to seeing my father operate like this. It's like I talked about last week how I saw my brother helping my father put on his socks and his shoes. It's an adjustment to to now see the person you thought was the strongest person in the world become this week and vulnerable. And I don't think that that would be as difficult to deal with if I just had full control of what was happening, but he's holding on so tightly. And now I know that we really have to like wrestle this out of his hands because he can't maintain this.
2: Mm. Does the fear of, I'm trying to figure out how to put this, a word this, because when when you're when you're dealing with a situation like that, and you're seeing you're seeing the deterioration of a parent, and in your situation, it's it's happening slower than what I went through with my mother. So, but you start to see that, and you, there's a you have this battle inside of trying to fight through the guilt of I need to do this for my parent, but I also don't want to take away what he is holding on to because him holding on to that is what's keeping him going. Yeah, yeah. So that there's like this thin line of I don't want to put him in a home because that might kill him. Hmm. But if I don't do anything, you know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. really, really fucking fragile. Mm. Having to come to it's it's not an easy thing to deal with. It's not an easy thing where you don't feel like it's like, and then the other side of it is I don't want to give up, but I can't handle this. I don't know what else to do, right? And you don't wanna you don't wanna say, okay, let's put him in a home and a week later, God forbid something happens, right? And then you're like, fuck, we should have just left him alone. Maybe he would have or this would have happened. But But did, let me ask you this. Is there a question of quality of life
1: that is happening either internally or externally that you and your sister or other family members have started to engage in?
0: Yes. My sister and I are talking about that. I mean, we, we had the discussion, we've had the discussion before, but it's so urgent now that Mm -hmm. um, we have to do something because he can't be enjoying this. He can't be enjoying watching things slip through your fingers Mm. and you're not able to Now he has a home uh, home health care worker that comes in like uh, two days a week who helps him like clean and stuff like that. But he can't cook for himself the way he used to. He can't you know clean up the kitchen or clean up the bathroom in the same way that he used to, just because he physically can't do it. And then the day so he's still in the hospital. But I found out the day before he went to the hospital, he was at the laundromat from eleven a.m. To six pm doing God knows what, but that's the other thing it's like that is also something you cannot do anymore you cannot do that there's no reason for you to have to do that anymore. We have to move past that and has he
1: established what his wishes are during or has he previously established what his wishes would be during this period in in his life
0: no because i don't I don't think we've ever really faced it mmm I don't think I've ever really faced it in this way because he's gone into the hospital more frequently in the last two years. It feels like every few months. And he was just in the hospital in December. Now he's in the hospital in February. I'm in, yeah, we're still in February. So the frequency that he's having these issues, the frequency is getting closer. The The problem is, is like, if anything Changes in his routine, whether it's the the fluid retention, whether it's um, his medication, whether it's how he eats, if any of that fluctuates, it can land him in the hospital. That's why he can't manage this alone anymore. Mm. He can't. It's just it it just cannot work. So we are talking to. We have a found a caseworker, a social worker um, through the hospital, and um, we're gonna we have to explore options which also means that we're going to have to figure out uh, where my brother's going to live because it's more more than likely, I don't know if it's it's set in stone, but more than likely, if he goes into an uh, an elder community or living situation, they're not going to accept my brother because he's- Yeah, that's probably,
1: yeah. And probably has Down syndrome.
0: You. And, and my, my brother's high functioning, but he also needs a community. That's the other part that's, that I feel it, it, there's guilt there. There's guilt there because his mobility is limited by my father's mobility. So he was more active while your dad was active or more active. Yes. And there, there was a point where my brother was in a program where he was around other people and he was doing social things during the day and, and all of that. And that has stopped. It stopped around um, before the pandemic. It stopped a little bit before the, the pandemic. And now he's doesn't have much. There's nothing going on for him socially. So it may be a better situation for him. Yeah. But this is not going to be an easy conversation. No, not at all. That's a lot on your plate and your sister's plate. Our first action is to talk to the social workers, see what the options are, and we present him with the option. But the option that's off the table is going back to life as it was that's off the table. It can't work.
2: I think what it what it boils down to is setting up and setting him up in a situation that will maximize his quality of life while he's still on this earth, right? Yeah. That's what it comes down to and that's what needs to be done. That's paramount. The good thing is is that the social worker should be able to navigate the situation with your brother because it's not the first time an elderly person has been in a situation where they have a child who has special needs or needs, uh, you know, adequate care, things of that nature. So there should be avenues that that'll put both your brother in a good spot and your father in a good spot. Yeah. Um, that's that's what you can hope for. And going into that meeting with the social worker going in, you, you kind of already know what you need and what your expectations are. And you're not doing it by yourself. You have your sister there with you, which is a godsend. And I'm sure to a certain extent, even your mom to kind of give you guys advice to kind of, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's a lot, though. It's a lot to have on your plate and to see to see to see a person who is your hero in a sense. You know, he's your father, he's your dad. And I've met your father a couple of times and your father was always that type of pillar of strength. So it's difficult to see the deterioration in front of your eyes Hmm. for any for any situation like that, for any parent. You know, um, this is a person who raised you. And now the circle of life dictates that now you're the father in a sense. Like he's becoming a baby in the sense that you have to take care of him because he can't himself. And that's the circle of life. And it fucking sucks because we're mm-hmm. never ready for it. We're never ready for it. Um, I just wanna let you know I'm here, bro. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need any help uh, cleaning something up or anything. You know, you give me a call and I'll be there. You know, because I know. Agree with cleaning, Move. Yeah, we like listen. A <laughs> <laughs> doctor said I need a me, but no. This, if it
0: comes. To there's gonna be you know, very little moving. There's gonna be oh, yeah. mostly uh, dumpsters and one eight hundred junk,
2: junk. Listen. <laughs> listen, just let us know, man. Let me know, and you know, I'm like I can I can come on this day and this day and. Mm-hmm. We work it out. You know, I have no yeah. problem doing that. It's a lot. It's Thank you, bro. I appreciate, no doubt, I appreciate it. appreciate Of course, bro. I
0: I, I wanted Thank to be um, transparent with that because I feel like there are other people our age who are going, who are now dealing with it or who will be dealing with yes. uh, similar situations. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm going to be as transparent as I can with this journey and how how I have to deal with things. And next week, maybe I'll give you a happier update. Let's, let's hope so. But I have one other thing that I want to talk about, and it's a complaint. And... <laughs> fucking... Has, has,
2: oh, no. no. Not a car fucking saga. Subaru.
0: Yes. Car saga, part 78.
2: <laughs> Section <three. laughs>
0: What car did car. I fucking buy?
2: <laughs> did it belong to Freddy Krueger or Jason? Nigga, like, who is this car? Wow.
0: Dude, okay, so about three weeks ago, I'm in the car and I'm actually taking my father to an appointment and all the lights on the dashboard light up, every single light. ABS, uh, park this, uh, break that. Yeah, um, <laughs> you got the jet hot. Eyesight, eyesight is like, um, it's like this camera system that, that points out to the, like, if I'm going to hit a car or... It, It'll stay in the lane. You can you can actually let go of the wheel and it'll 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 drive. It's kind of drive itself, but you're not supposed to do that. But anyway, it can. Wait, how do you know? Uh, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that it, it helps. You suspect? That that's I suspect. How it works. I suspect that that's <laughs> uh, so. All these lights light up, and then the steering gets really heavy. All right, so I I I call, I make an appointment. They said, okay, bring it in tomorrow morning. Uh, drop the kids off at of school, go take it there. They take it in the back. They start digging around, whatever. I'm there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. The guy comes and is like, oh, um, I think you're going to have to leave it um, mm. over the weekend. This is Friday. I think you're going to have to leave it over the weekend. I'm like, I can't. I, I and I think we were expecting snow that Saturday. I'm like, no, I can't just leave the car, and you don't have a loaner for me. I'm not just going to leave it. I'll bring it back on Monday. He said, okay, let me take one, let let me let the guy look one more time at what's going on, and then we'll get back to you. So they changed some ABS sensor, and now everything seems to be working properly. But of course, he's like, oh, you need this engine flush, you needed this, you needed that, you needed this, you needed that. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll bring it back Monday. I've got this coupon, this 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 credit from Subaru of America. When they made me wait seven months for the steering rack, they said, "Okay, we'll make it up to you. We'll give you this four hundred dollar credit, service credit, parts and 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 service." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome." So I'm go home and I'm like, "I gotta find this thing. I, I have no idea what I did with it." So I'm tearing up the house looking for it. Can't find the shit anywhere. All weekend looking for it. Went through my office, was shredding stuff. I was like, oh, I, I didn't even realize I didn't shred all these, these old bills or whatever. Couldn't find it. So on my way, after dropping off the kids on Monday, on my way to the dealership, I call Subaru of America. They're having trouble finding record of anything involving me or my car, right? <laughs> what coupon? Yeah. So the woman is super nice and she's trying to find it and she's she's looking it up, she's looking it up. I get to the dealership, check my car in, still in the waiting room on on the line with Subaru of America. And as I'm in the waiting room, they tell me, "Oh, that coupon expired last week Wednesday." I'm like, "Okay. You know, well, it it expired last week Wednesday. It hasn't even been a full week yet." Right. It's Monday. Just, you know, Give me another coupon. Well, unfortunately, on January tenth, twenty twenty-four, they instituted a new policy that if you have a coupon and there's still a balance on the coupon and it expires, we can't give you another one. I said, "Ma'am, it's not even been a week, and and I brought my car in here last week, Mm -hmm. so don't I get credit for that?" No, sorry, sir, we can't. I'm like, you know what? You've been super nice. You've been very helpful. But I can't accept this answer. I need you to escalate this. No one else is going to talk to you. Oh, can you hold for two minutes? I'm going to talk to my supervisor. Comes back. No, supervisor says no. Can't do it. I said. I I can't accept no for an answer. I need you to escalate. She says. Okay. Then some guy gets on the phone. Probably her cubicle mate. Probably not even the supervisor. Mm -hmm. I think it's a janitor that was coming by cleaning out the uh, trash (laughs) bag. Yeah,
2: uh, coupon no good, motherfucker. (laughs) Was that good? Corporate rules
0: stipulate that da-da-da-da. Well, what department wrote this rule? And can I have their number? Mm. Nope, sorry, sir. This is as as far as it goes. This is corporate. If you call back, because every time you call Subaru of America, it goes through this department, regardless. Unless you're calling somebody specific. And they won't give me a name. They would not I give me that a name. So as I'm sitting there in the waiting room, I start tweeting all kinds of fuck you. <laughs> Subaru. Of course. Subaru nice. customer don't care. Um, <laughs> nah. Use that hashtag, by the way. What? Subaru okay. customer don't care. <laughs> 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 Please use that hashtag and, you know, tag me in it. <laughs> um I, I, I yeah, I I I don't ever use Twitter unless I'm complaining about something. But anyway, they eventually came out and were like, "Oh, you have to leave the car again." And then we, that was the we were supposed to get another snowstorm on Tuesday. That was the second snowstorm. And I was like, "Yeah, that's not going to happen." So, I just took the car and uh I'm like, "The lights are off now. If I have to get an engine flush and an oil change, I'm just going to go to Jiffy Lube or whatever mm-hmm. equivalent there is the the place next to the car wash. That's where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I just wanted to say a little fuck you to Subaru. I, I got to say, I enjoy driving this car, but I did not enjoy you screwing me over. Cause I felt like you didn't really satisfy the bargain we made.
2: But the the fact right. that that coupon had an expiration date is ridiculous to me. Yeah, that bar- like there shouldn't have been an expiration date. They should have, if, if they really wanted to help, they should have given it to you in a form of a of a of a, a gift card or or an a, or a check form or something right. that you can literally sign it over to. It should have just Subaru. been put on
1: your account, and whenever yes. you're ready to apply it, yes. it just would have been applied to whatever service or labor.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, and I the mean, fact it, that it They did ago, give like, me. Come on, they did write me a check for five hundred dollars and gave me this coupon.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not good, but. Considering what you yeah. went through, yes, for damn near ha- for for over half a year, nine hundred dollars yeah. didn't cover it. It didn't no. cover it. No,
0: I thought it was. I thought it was really whack. Especially, it's not even a week. So if the lights froze up, actually, just a few. days Only before, three business days. That's it, son. But not really. Well, Wednesday, no Thursday, Thursday Friday, 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 Monday. You're yeah, back but on I, brought, so you're I always, originally brought it I'm in saying, on you're, Friday.
1: You're, right, so that would have been. Two business days. Two business
2: days. Really one,
1: because only one had uh,
0: expired.
2: Right. It was actually five minutes. They were just being (laughs) I thought they were. But that was some baggery shit.
0: Yeah. I didn't didn't like that, Subaru. You suck for that. But, um, you know, I still like the cars. Your 2025 lineup, there's a redesign, and I don't like them. They're ugly. And I'm not just being. In your redesign. Yeah, uh, and, I, and, I, and I'm not just being petty. I mean, I.
1: I mean, it would have sucked. Anyway. It would be acceptable. Yeah. And fuck them.
2: Listen, so you're, that, you're, that is like, giving me a reason now to fucking tweet people. I'm yeah. not even on Twitter. I'm just going to join yeah. it so I can fuck with them. I
1: literally, while we were talking, was uh, liking and uh, reposting what you wrote.
0: Hey, everybody listening right now. Yes. Even if you're not even posting about Subaru, just hashtag it. Subaru USA customer don't care. And Those two hashtags to- at Subaru USA hashtag customer don't care. Thank you, thank you very much.
2: And Rick, your your uh, Twitter is Alaric Photo. Yeah, that's my Twitter. Go, go, everybody who's listening within the sound of our voices. Go to Twitter if you have Twitter, even if you don't, just get it for the day. Go to uh, Alaric Photo and retweet along with that hashtag that he gave you, and let's let's start a movement. Let's get let's, a- let's get Rick. Let's get Rick. Fuck $400. Let's get him $1,000. Subaru, if you can hear the sound of my voice, and you will, You want? he wants $1,000, and he wants all the lights gone on his fucking dashboard.
0: <laughs> all the lights all are gone. Them. All the lights all are gone. All of them gone.
2: But, but yeah. I need a new service coupon. I need a new yes. parts
0: and service coupon.
2: We we trying to get breaks done, son. We trying to get all that done. We for a thousand. Give me the give me the full line of for a thousand dollars. Whatever you can do for a thousand, yeah. Everybody everybody out there, come on. Let's let's have some action. Let's 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 get it happening for 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 Rick.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. Subaru of America, Subaru America, Subaru USA, Subaru USA. I think it is Subaru USA on X, not Twitter. Welcome. And uh, yeah, that's my check in. What's good, people? This is Allard. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X Hamster. Oh wait, that's my private account. Don't follow that. Decoding
2: 40. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, uh, the job still goes on. I'm training still, and uh, I've been doing very well on my on my grades and my scores. I'm getting hundreds and stuff like that, so I am proud of myself. I found out this week that I am the oldest in the class, not by like a year or two, but like, I don't know, damn near 10. I think that the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the old guy in the class, you know, when I was a youngster, we used pencils. I didn't, we used calculators and we didn't have calculators. We used our fingers. But listen, I found out that I am the oldest. I'm even older than. To find out. Because we had a conversation and one of my trainers was saying something. And all of a sudden he was like, he just, cause like, I guess there was a disconnect with something he had said, a reference that he made. And everybody kind of looked at him like he was crazy. And then he was like, wait a minute. He started saying numbers 21, 22. When he got to like, 39. Less numbers went up. One (laughs) one hand went up at 41, and he was like, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46. He stopped at 47 because that was his age. He didn't even go farther than that. I'm like, nigga, you didn't see my hand go up?
1: Right? Wait, did somebody hit you with the uh, Kevin Hart, uh, like Don Cheadle? Damn!
2: No, no, no. (laughs) But you know what's funny? (laughs) You but I I I think at one point in the class, the thing is, was that as he's saying these numbers, when he got to about thirty four, that was probably ninety seven percent of the class. And that's when yeah. I realized that I can be the father to everybody in this class. Mm, wow. Yeah. I am the granddad. Well, I'm not the granddad. I'm the dad. Right. No, but you're yeah, in some situations, definitely, definitely. Uh, but I am the dad of the class. It's okay because I look fucking good. I'm not. No, no, boyfriend. you could be the granddad. You ain't got to say that, motherfucker. You you said it one time. <laughs> Everybody heard you, nigga. You ain't got to keep repeating this shit. It is disrespectful.
0: It's recorded, Leon.
2: It's recorded, <laughs> he heard you, I, I, don't I try to you breathe. Can. I try to breeze by. That nigga said he did a reverse. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he reversed.
1: He with a reverse card. Like no, no, no. You want more like the grandfather.
2: But I look good. So I feel good about that. So, yeah, things are going good in training, man. Um, I am having a good time learning something new and excelling at it, which I'm happy. Like it, a lot of people, some people are lost there. And it just goes to show you that Generation X is one of the toughest generations ever. We are hardworking. We don't take shit. When we put our minds to something, we fucking take care of it, man. And and that's that's basically it with that, man. I am like, you know, again, I'm happy to be doing well. Uh, what else is going on today for the first time in a long time? Cause I had a little bit of extra money, a very little bit, but I went out, me and the wife went to brunch to this place uh, in Jersey city. A uh, very nice spot. Very nice spot. It got busy really quick. We got there. We got, we got there. We got the early bird special. We was there at 1115 the Motherfucker started at 11. Uh, we get there at 1115 <laughs> and we figured we need to get there early because we want to make sure that they don't run out of mimosas. Cause we's gonna get our drink on, but uh, <laughs> you want all the mimosas. I want all the mimosas, uh-huh. nigga. Don't, don't 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 give me this no more orange juice shit. You could just pour champagne. But good food, good food. Um, you know, good good food. Uh, me and wife had a great time. Uh, we went by ourselves. The, the, the little one stayed home, and it's funny because. Last night I made the reservations and I'm like, yeah, you know, I made reservations for the spot in Jersey city. We're going to hit it up. And we had been there before a long time ago. So it was like, it's a good spot. The food's decent and they have $4 mimosas. So which are $5 now because of inflation, but at any rate, it's pretty good for mimosas. So I said, well, the reservations for 1115 wife goes, okay, that's cool. We can do that. And I was like, I made it for three people just in case, the little ones up. She was like, she ain't gonna be up. She don't come out her room till one o'clock in the afternoon. So we <laughs> we are in the clear. And sure enough, we came back in the house. It was about maybe 1.30. She had just came out of her room. She didn't even know we was gone. Wow, the wow. only thing that gave it gave it away is that my wife had on makeup and I was actually dressed to go out the house. But listen, we needed some time. We had a a beautiful conversation, and you know, really kind of uh, we've been we've been communicating in a better space. You know, I'm not going to front the last two years have been a test. And, uh, you know, we were looking at each other like enemies of the state at at one point. But we have and been trying to communicate. And I think a lot has to do with myself and how I've changed. Um, Smoking weed just didn't work out for me. Uh, I had to let that shit go. It just didn't work out for me anymore. It was not only was it fucking with me mentally, it was it was making me depressed. It was fucking with me physically. A whole host of things, right? But you know, I'm a hard headed motherfucker, so I had to learn the hard way. And um, I'm just glad to have uh, made it through that. And you know, she uh, we're just communicating better. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Sometimes I don't want to hear that shit. And we had the discussion today. Not, sometimes, meaning ninety nine point ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I don't want to hear that shit. But I'll say this much: I'm a type of person that I'll initially not want to hear it. But I will circle the block and while I think about it. And what I mm-hmm. said to her today, I said, I think that I want her to know. And, and, and I said to her, it's not that what you're saying, I think, is bullshit or I don't want to hear. It. It's, it's hard for me to stomach it because, like I said before, the Generation X thing we you know, we still have we have that that baby boomer type of thinking ingrained in us that. Uh, the the patriarch is heavy and it's like I, no woman can tell me what i gotta do i'm gonna do what the fuck i want to do but at the same time she's right so mm-hmm. i do circle the block i do think about it and i come back and say you know what you're right or i i agree with this but i don't agree with this whatever the situation but i do circle the block and i said to her i said you know what a lot of times when you say something to me it's not that i don't think what you're saying is right i it's just hard for me to just accept it at that point so i said from now on give me a minute. That okay. will be, listen, I need I need a minute. Give me a minute. Let me, let me remove myself from the situation. Let me go downstairs. Let me go for a walk. Whatever it is I need to do to give myself time to think about it. And as often as most men do, if you guys get the reference Pulp Fiction, when the girlfriend forgets the watch and he's in the car and he's screaming about how she forgot the watch, most men get in their car and have that situation where she don't know what the fuck. She don't understand me. Fuck that shit. But then you have to kind of pull it back and uh, be an adult about the situation. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, that is something that I'm going to take into uh, part of my, 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 uh, my normal everyday thing. You know, trying to be more understanding and not get so uptight about things. Because truth be, truth be told, man, we're at that age that, you know, one outburst can be a stroke. You know what I'm saying? Like one bad <laughs> screaming, you know, yeah. situation can lead you in a bad, ah, man, what is going on? you know, I'm not trying to be vegetable, you know, or a broke or a foot or a broke. Listen, you
0: never know. shout out, oh. shout out Ooh.
2: stomping Ooh. and breaking your foot because that happened to me. And I'm lucky that my bone healed. I haven't had any complications, no problems with my foot, my left foot. And I've been lucky. Because sometimes shit don't heal right. You know, so I was lucky for my uh, angry outburst that my foot healed. And as I say that, you know, uh, it'll probably start hurting tomorrow. But speaking of hurting, uh, (laughs) just coming, you know, you know what I'm noticing right now, that every time I (laughs) bend down to pick something up or just go to the lower cabinet, I'm finding myself. Kind of having more outbursts like ah shit. Like that yeah. whole you that know, comes That comes with is, age. That's definitely like yeah. it I need to have like a recorder just recording my oh. my bones cracking and everything else. Well, when was the last
0: time you know? got off the couch without without a sigh? Or uh
2: it doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> getting I, in out
0: getting getting in and out of the car is not no longer a silent operation.
2: Shit. <laughs> Ugh. You know, getting up in the morning. Because yeah. sometimes I put my foot down and my foot's like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> now take it, take a breath. Yeah. We're not ready. now now move. <laughs> now you can move. But um, yeah, man. So, you know, uh brunch today and uh what has happened during the week? I th- I had something else in my mind. I'm having a moment like L did earlier. Yeah, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I'm having to
0: cut out all this memory loss shit. Just. Oh, Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: thing. What is Ginkoba? Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, GNC Vitamin Shop. Sponsor us, please. We need for. You know, we need some Ginkoba. All that. Suggestive. Actually, that's not a bad but, idea. Uh, yeah, that actually that, is a good idea. Listen, to 40, decoding, decoding 40, Decoding, Dakota 40 Platinum is Elle said last week. Um. But yeah, man. I uh, overall feeling good. Got the new week coming up, and uh, just looking forward to rocking out some new tests. Getting closer and closer to the on the job on job training portion of it, which I'm a little nervous about. But I know I'm a rock out man. Like I said, we Gen X man. We do shit. We make it happen. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my check in. And be on the lookout for
0: our Decoding Forty uh, Multivitamin. Uh, by GNC. We're going to drop that real soon.
2: Listen, also, uh, GNC and, and Vitamin Shop, y'all need to come out with like, because uh, I've been taking uh, beet powder because of my blood pressure. Uh, they've got all types of beet powder. We need a beet powder for Dakota 40 that has nitrous in it and all of the shit that's good for you and gives you a lot of B12, all that stuff. Dakota 40
0: power. What'd you say? Uh, Throw some pink horsepower and some blue chew in there while
2: yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. So I can fuck like I'm 20 again. All right.
0: Well, I've got some breaking I news. To go back farther than that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got some breaking news, gentlemen. Um, uh oh, this just in: Risa Tisa has been suspended from TikTok for 30 days. She's in TikTok jail
0: for what? Why
1: for being creative? Oh. She's, it's for it's her own doing. She re-uploaded. It. Some of the videos in the series, which is apparently a TikTok no-no, so she will not be monetizing her videos for the next 30 days. Oh man, uh, man. that's some bullshit.
0: I was I was thinking the husband made up a really good lie to tell TikTok.
2: <laughs> he got on the phone with a TikTok. It wasn't
0: video. me. It wasn't me.
2: <laughs> oh man, that's fucked up because uh, she has taken TikTok by storm.
1: Well, yeah. uh, a bit of good news. Uh, she is coming out with another series after she gets out of TikTok jail.
2: Okay, why so the fuck did I marry top. this man? Part two. She didn't say what it was. Part fifty-one. She is
1: an expert at the cliffhanger, but she said, "Stay oh, tuned shit. in thirty days."
0: She wow. better get this book or television show together no, no. because no, no. Uh, no, no. jump on it while the fire's hot.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the check in. And of course, on to the next. Recording 40. It's your boy, Murder, Death, Kill, you hear me? If you like listening to the motherfucking show, está- son, make sure you subscribe to Code of 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and motherfucking TikTok, son. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been in a cave, I hope you haven't been, you obviously know what's going on with the man that's sweeping the nation in the Republican Party again, Mr. Trump, right? Donald Trump is back with a vengeance. He's like a he's like a it's like a fucking diehard movie. Back with a vengeance. The man owes over four hundred million dollars. And we thought that he he's like he's like when you stomp on that bug, you think the bug is dead, but it's not. No. We thought this would be finishing him. What does this motherfucker do? He drops a sneaker line and we 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 call I guess I'll call them the MAGA ones or the fucking Air Force nuns or whatever the fuck you want to call them. He drops the ugliest sneaker in the world. They're gold. They're ugly. They got a big T on them. For what was it? What was it? L four hundred dollars a pair.
0: Yeah, three ninety nine. Three ninety nine.
2: Four hundred dollars a pair. And he owes how many millions of dollars? Four hundred million? Something well, like to that. To the
1: state of New York, he owes. And I hope I read this right: three hundred and fifty-five million plus, approximately eighty-five million dollars a day in interest until it's paid. Wow!
0: Jeez. How much? How much does he so owe
1: the writer, Eugene Carroll? I think it was five million plus eighty-three million. Like this is no chump change. Um Yeah, this is serious so, business.
2: Don't worry, uh, his magazine supporters will support him. But yeah, we got and, we're talking I mean, about you know. the.
1: The sneakers. I just remembered I was watching something. Truth Social is um set to be sold at the end of this year. And he's looking to stay, make I think seven billion, somewhere between four and seven billion. Are you
0: are you shitting me? Who not. the fuck's gonna buy that? It's a media company.
1: As you again, he's the voter that doesn't thing thing is- <laughs> right. And even in it, even in debt. Nothing but that's
2: going not- keep me from it. <laughs> <laughs> This man is the roach that doesn't die. Yes. I, I think I think that if he dies, he'll have his head frozen like Walt Disney so he can come back at one time and be like a robot, a fucking cyborg. I'm back. But I I don't know. You know, I'm sure you guys have an opinion on this. Uh, you know, again, he is the king of grifters, right? This man, you know, is the king of it. And I was hearing something about it. I don't know, I don't know who said it. I don't know if Elle might have said it. it said basically or no, I saw something on IG or TikTok that said this guy was talking about. He came out with the sneaker. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if he took half the sneakers he got made and sold them to some some other site that's going to basically sell them at a profit. And then he's going to wind up making a thousand dollars because they're going to sell the sneakers if it's like fifteen hundred a pair Mm -hmm. to make them like a a wanted item. And then he'll wind up making a thousand off of the sale. Just some crazy shit like that. Like this man has the, the
1: only problem with that scenario and I guess they would have enough money to do that but they are doing um basically uh f- fulfillment based on the order so you have to wait about 30 days you you pay and then you have
2: to wait about 30 days to get your sneakers
0: nobody's going to get any sneakers don't, the man. only
2: pair that he has is the ones you saw him pull out. <laughs> right. <laughs> that part. They made, they made some
0: mock ups, but that's yeah.
1: about it. There's is, there is a young black guy who's um, making
2: his way around the internet um, trying to hype these up, saying that he I saw it. Up sneakers. And they're comfortable and everything like that. And when you put them on, you feel racist. I got like, it. I know. This is your legacy, young brother. Actually, you're not a brother know. of mine. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Absolutely so, not. So but what, what is, do you guys think? Your children are going to
2: see this. You. Right. So what do you what do you what do you think what do you, what do you think about these? Have you seen these ugly shits? I yeah, I've seen. seen. I, I love the name. I mean, I, did, to be honest, what's the name of the shoes? Oh, I, I love the names that everybody else is making up. January. Oh, okay. Also,
0: I, Mega ones. I saw yeah, one, one, one meme one. that said uh, Reebok is fast, Nike is faster, but the Trumps are fascist. They're the <laughs> fascists. Oh my! <laughs> that God. reminds me of another meme my said, um, I saw that said, "I got a pair
1: of the Trump sneakers to go play ball." I thought I'd be able to hoop, but I keep drawing charges.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: SNL, SNL did a really good. Yes, game.
2: I was just about to say that. It, it I haven't seen it. Really I, I gotta, pull it up. Good. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a mediocre play on. white
0: guy. A mediocre white guy gets his pair, gets himself a pair of Trumps, and he's still not good at whatever he does. He's not good at basketball. He's not good at work, but. He lies so much and so often that he convinces people that uh-huh. his lies are the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's the superpower that those sneakers give you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a play on um um like Mike with uh, that little bow wow did, but it's, it's fucking hilarious. I saw that shit because he puts the sneakers on and he takes the shot. And you think he's going to make it and no, he doesn't make it. And he's like, well, I didn't miss the shot. And he's like, yeah, I guess you didn't miss the shot. So it's, it's definitely right on point with his, you know, I can't even call them lies anymore. It's just, that's just the way the motherfucker talks. That's the way he speaks. He they just, are lies. They are still lies. They are, but it's it's like, it, you know what it is, is that you can't believe anything he says. But oh, yeah. ironically enough, everybody does. His followers, whatever this man says, he could say the moon is made out of cheese and then be like, yup, it's made out of cheese. You know what I
1: find fascinating? There's been a, quite a few people who've done this where they, and a matter of fact, it was Jimmy Kimmel, who I saw just do it last. The reporter will ask Trump supporters a question like, uh, what do you think about Joe Biden having sex with a porn star while uh, his baby was being born and then paying her off uh, $150,000? Then they'll be like, Joe Biden is a sick MF. And then the reporter will go, oh, wait, I got my notes mixed up. That was actually Trump. Let me ask the question again. What do you think about Trump having sex with a porn star while his baby, his newborn baby was at home and then paid her off 150? And one guy said, well, my dad uh, slept around a lot, so I still respect him. So I'm going to respect Trump, too. So there's something psychological, Mm -hmm. psychologically damaged in these people's brain that they believe and trust and want to support everything that he does, regardless of what it is. Even if you were to switch the facts on them, they still are going to reprogram themselves to like like uh what is it lemurs lemmings and just follow him off the
0: cliff so yeah it's not based I, on principle or no, not or morals all. or or honor or it's none of that it's not based on any of that
2: he's the Pied piper. It, He's the Pie Piper. While, uh, while R. Kelly's fighting for his life. Yeah, he's the Pie Piper. But you know what it is, too? Uh, it, uh, <laughs> Why would I hog time? Why would a tie? I hog tie? You know what's crazy is that it's a little bit deeper than that when you think of the psyche of poor whites in this country and how, when in a time when before, you know, African servitude or African slavery became the, the, the money maker for this country, you had indentured slavery. At that time, In you had indentured a, servitude. Correct. And you had people from Ireland and, and they had Africans and everything like that. And at one point when they kind of wanted to rise up against the system, the white folks created this system that we have today. So you're talking four or five hundred years of this mental brainwash where, hey, at least we're not black. At least we're not black. <laughs> at least right. We're not black. We're piss poor. We don't have anything. The the rich people have everything, but we're not. We're, at least we're not black. And he has able he's been able to channel into that psyche and create and then basically switch it to, well, I'm a Trump supporter. Well, I'm a Trump supporter. And it, it kind of he channeled into that part of the poor white brain, because here's a man who brags about how much money he has, whether it's a. The truth or not, he's he brags about being a rich piece of shit and they still follow him. Mm. It goes to the psyche of that poor white people will defend rich people that take everything from them. But as long as I'm not black and as long as black folks don't get it, I don't give a fuck. And that's what he he kind of channels into.
1: Mark Lamont Hill had a uh did a sermon a couple of weeks ago that I thought captured exactly what you're talking about. But it's it is a twisted mindset because it's the the thing where white folks have call us savages but then ask us to raise their children. Mm-hmm. Or We call their us children. lazy, but ask us to work the fields and their homes. So it's it is this sort of switcheroo that they're doing in their mind that suggests that everything so basically it's sort of like a tell. Anything that you say, you don't actually believe. Mm-hmm. So it's cognitive dissonance. Like just, I, don't, you know, I don't even know if it's cognitive dissonance. it, it is because I think it's intentional. Yeah, for sure. And it's like people more far more smarter than me have probably gone down this academic rabbit hole. But I just find it fascinating that this is what we're contending with. It's not even the fact that what you believe or what you say you believe is exhibited in real life or in real time. Because again, we are inventors. We are the tradesmith. Uh, we we are doing and have created all these things, and still have to combat negative imagery that doesn't even align with what we've actually brought to the table, and so much so that you highlight small segments of us and try to pretend that that is a reflection mm. of our entire community or or existence on in this country and on this planet. It
2: is bizarre behavior. It's the monolith uh,
0: argument. Well, well, this this th- that is the real. <laughs> example of racism and why people say that black people can't be racist because we don't have the power to shape that they've shaped the imagery of us not just here but globally yes they've had that power the power to do that and when we did try to shift and change those things they shifted back hip hop is a great example of that because it <laughs> was a point where we were very balanced in we party, But we were also very conscious. We understood Mm -hmm. where and we were we were having a conversation with each other. Mm -hmm. And then they had to interrupt that. They had to interrupt that conversation because that's when it became dangerous. And if you own our voices and our communication, you can shut it down whenever you like. I don't know. We can't. But
1: listen, um, right now, what do you say? Let's play some sexy red now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to get ignorant as fuck. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if if you are a person, I'm gonna just go. Out, if you are, if you're a black person, person of color, especially if you're black, but don't don't let me see you no motherfucking ones, please. You need to have your feet chopped off.
1: No, if, if you feel compelled to wear MAGA ones, please wear them, because yeah. that is a, <laughs> self-identifying yourself as someone who I have I want nothing to do with. Absolutely. Get him the fuck wear, out of the meeting. Wear them to the club this weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Wear them <laughs> to Whole Foods. Wear them wherever. Where am are I? those the new MAGA ones? Sure are. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wait, wait,
0: next, quick question. Quick, quick question. If you had to buy a pair of sneakers right now, Yeezys or Trumps? Oh shit! I'm gonna, you only there's only two pairs of shoes you can have right now. I'm
2: Yeezys gonna have to go Yeezys. Yeezys.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Yeezys too. Yeezys. I couldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead <laughs> in some Trumps. Yeah, I might A barefoot, have to be foot bleeding before I put on them Trumps.
2: <laughs> can I just? Can I just uh, walk in glass? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I quickly want to mention that that racist piece of shit on Fox News. Who insinuated that black people are now in line with Trump because he put out a sneaker? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I found interesting about this? Guy? Do you know God. his name? Yeah. I have no idea what his name is. His Draco name is Van not Draco. listed
1: anywhere along with that clip. Really? I'm sure it was given while during the interview, and if I would to go to the interview, but I, I found it very interesting. But that
0: no one has named this person. Racist piece of shit. And if if you saw that and that didn't give you pause, you're probably a racist piece of shit too. Pause. They're
1: black people saying he's right. Like we are in bizarro land. Mm-hmm.
0: Which black people? Is it the same black people that they hired? You Is know what? You're right.
1: these are um I these are robots, I think, that are
2: presenting as black people. Yeah. Hmm.
0: They are the fight- AI black people the United fight Kingdom. and the
2: war continues the fight oh, yeah. and the war continues i don't know like like we talked about last week i'm just ready to go live in a cave somewhere away from this bullshit i'm just tired i've had enough of all of it but moving on hey what's up yo this is willie strange and when i'm not doing heroin and listening to billy holiday records i'm listening to my boys at dakota 40 baby get on it before it's too late a lot's been happening in this country, whether you're a fan of build the wall or not. We do have a uh, migrant situation that is happening in a lot of our cities. It is drawing a line in the sand between a lot of communities. People are angry. People are upset. People are mad that, you know, they're coming into the country and they're taking our benefits and why are they giving all this money and why are they giving these hotel rooms and all these other things? And it's creating a very hostile environment for the ones that are coming into the country and it's creating hostility and anger amongst communities that feel who are disenfranchised and feel that they are being second class third class again right but um a lot of times especially on you know these uh talking heads they never really talk about the reason why we're having these situations right and and me and me and el were talking about it earlier today as far as we always look at the We always look about what's happening, but not how the problem started. And if you're a student of history, you kind of know what happened. America has done a lot of shit around the world. America has done a lot of stuff with coups. America has flipped governments and created these situations in these countries where you create these voids and these black holes where criminal enterprises spring up and just a lot of shady shit goes on. And then you have these situations where these migrants are running from, you know, hostile environments, whether it be drug lords running the, running their cities and towns or just these crazy-ass leaders in, in power that America seemed deemed fit to put in power. So, um, you know, my question is, why don't we address the real cause of this?
0: America's never going to admit it's wrongdoing. It, it, it never will. I mean, destabilization has been, it's, primary focus in every part of the world that they touch whether we're talking about the CIA or we're talking about other letter boys that we, we we don't even know yeah but yeah they 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 destabilize governments they put people into play who um who they may be able to trust for the moment but they can't uh, trust long term I mean they put Osama bin Laden into play that should be a great example of what they're doing and then when the country that they up they turned upside down become so unstable that people are fleeing the country and they're coming here they're coming here because a they we offer asylum and shit we started it yeah why wouldn't they come here there's a promise of of freedom when they went into afghanistan and they got all of these interpreters and people who are working on the ground to help um us servicemen right to help help the the army do what they needed to do there's a promise of you know we'll help you on the other, on the other side of this some people didn't get help some people got the bullet and they didn't have the opportunity to get to our shores but mm-hmm.
2: people in south they America, got left yeah. yeah they got left they got left on the tarmac when the planes were leaving you know i i, I spent this cuz i you know like again we were talking about it and i just been watching the situation and i'm like you know we they they're not even touching the part of the iceberg that's underwater, which is what we what we have done to cause the situation. I was watching videos today on just how wicked this country is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be because we want but we want uh, a specific power in play. It's about protecting American business interests. Hawaii was all about protecting the Dole family and their interest in the fruits. The The South America and the Caribbean, it was all about sugar and rum and, and molasses and all that other shit and, and oil. all the sugar barons and oil, oil, Middle East, Venezuela. But in particular, in this part of the world, the, the Central America, it was about sugar, bananas and fruit. And in uh, Iraq, it was about getting the oil. Right. Because And anytime you there's a leader that comes in power or wants to take over the country or wants to become president or prime minister or whatever title it is of that country. And they're talking about giving back the power to its citizens. Oh, that's communism. We got to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. And this happened. This has been happening since the 1850s. I mean, America is all about protecting their financial interests. Right. That's why they would they didn't want to give up on slavery because it was their fine. It was the crux of their economy. Right. Security. You know, cotton, when they talk about cotton was king, we're talking about I I don't remember the actual percentages, but the amount of money we're talking. We're talking like seventeen eighteen hundreds. They were talking millions and billions back then. That's we're talking trillions of dollars in modern day money. Of cotton, cotton. Right. But we ain't got money for reparations. Right. And now you now you're dealing with the proverbial chickens coming home to roost with these people showing up on our doorstep because you've destabilized an entire region of the world. Where else are they going to go?
1: Right. Exactly. No, I think you. I mean, I don't even know what else I can add to that is it's this is the American way is Mm -hmm. we figure out what our interests are, how to best protect them. If it's financial, if it's security and we will either place someone in in that region or that country and until they get out of pocket everything's fine once they get out of pocket it's time to kill them or it's time mm-hmm. to uh, have a regime change right and the fact that all these people who are now coming um seeking asylum what i find interesting i heard what someone say whatever happened to them caravans <laughs>
2: What are you talking about the,
1: the caravans happened? that we heard about four years ago around uh, election time where people were just coming coming up and it's mm-hmm. like the, these migrants are being used as third rail topics just to gen up um people and, and and get them excited about voting. But I, I hate the fact that they're being used as pawns. And then I hate even further that people within the black community, whatever that is, or whatever that means, are Using this as a way to polarize black
0: people and brown people. Mm -hmm. And I I, I wish they were using it and not being used because they are being used. Fair point.
1: But at at the same time, there are, because we were talking about ADOS, ADOS has a very specific agenda and they are using this as a uh, polarizing um, event because they. want to make sure that people who are brown are not grouped with black people.
0: Here's the thing with that. In the same way that Vin was talking about how America took in the Polish, the uh, Italian, the, the Irish who weren't considered white at the time. And at least I'm not black. They're trying to create a situation where at least I'm not an immigrant where they're trying to establish a hierarchy. It's a caste, they're trying to create that caste system where we're we're putting ourselves above another human being, right, based on your citizenship in this country. And let's be honest, Black folks who are crying that these resources should go to us, they were never coming to us. They were never on the table for us. Those resources that they're spending on those migrants is also part of this politics and it was never coming to us because we didn't demand it. We didn't create an environment where they had to give it to us. They're not taking it out of our, our resources and giving it to someone else. So so let's not vote in a way that is against our own interests. That's how they, that's how they do these poor white folks. And they're trying to trick you. Don't fall for the shit. Those resources would never come to you. I,
2: I think more importantly, the people who are drumming up these arguments And and are disenfranchised have every right to feel that way. I get it, but I think if those organizations and any organization that is quote unquote anti-immigrant, but we want ours, instead of talking about the migrants, talk about this these countries' policies and how you want to stop immigration. How about instead of creating these blockades and these embargoes on these countries, in particular Venezuela. Why don't you go down there and take some of the money that we can send in the we send in we're sending a trailer load to fucking Ukraine and Israel. send some of that money to these countries yeah. that are having these issues to kind of fucking fix what's going on there. They, they, they're they're destabilized because we even put embargoes on them. we we don't if we don't like the leaders there then we make them suffer and it creates this vacuum, then the drug lords take over, and then we do nothing. We put our hands up and go, those people are savages. Well, you created that problem.
1: Right, but you have to identify what is the either strategic or financial interests that the U.S. can gain from pouring money into that region or into those countries. And if there is none, then that solution, yeah, then that solution will not come to fruition whatsoever.
0: The immigrants flowing into this country will never stop because America's entire financial system is based on exploitation, mm-hmm. and if you do not have this class to exploit, America cannot be a superpower. Mm-hmm. So forget the idea that migrants and immigrants are not coming here; they are coming here. And when the because the light will shift off of them eventually, and then they will go yeah, into after
2: the fields. After, after after November third, <laughs> yeah, uh, after twenty twenty-four. Right. We're not
0: looking. They gonna, they're gonna go to Florida, they're gonna start building houses again, they're gonna start picking fruits again, they're gonna move out to Nebraska and they're gonna pick potatoes and yeah, what, I want them to what, go to Idaho, Nebraska. Doing, Montana, yes. Yeah. What migrants were doing before we were paying attention, before Texas started shipping us shipping them directly to New York, where there's there's no farm work for them to do here. But they found their way before. Texas started shipping them here to do the work that this country needs doing. And anyone that believes that they're not essential to this
2: economy is lying to themselves. Because white folks will not get up at the crack of dawn to pick anybody's anything. (laughs) And that's why that's why fruit and everything else was rotting on the vines down there in Florida when they when he pulled that bullshit with that new law that he had. Right and motherfuckers is like I'm out. Fuck this. Right. I'm not going to talk about voting great. against
1: your own interests.
2: Yes, yeah. these these were Republican uh, farmers and
0: uh, mm-hmm. farm owners. Mm-hmm. For them, make okay. America great again is us yeah. picking the fruit.
2: That's yeah. not happening free. <laughs> I mean, why why do we have to get migrants when we got niggers here in the first place? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, well, that's they what made what the prison, one day.
0: <laughs> prison industrial complex. Let's attack yeah. that next.
2: Yeah. But you, you made a point earlier uh, about Afghanistan, Rick, about, you know, what we did and how we installed uh, Bin Laden and everything out, everything else. One thing about America in general, they have a very, 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 very short-term memory. And I think with the advent of social media, it's created even shorter-term memory. But if you have any doubt that the Afghanis and the Taliban and and, and those cats weren't our friends... Take a look at a movie called Rambo 3. You guys are Sylvester Stallone fans out there. Take a look at Rambo 3 and how Sylvester Stallone, a.k.a. Rambo, goes to Afghanistan to free the Afghani freedom fighters. The Mujahideen. The Mujahideen, I think is what it's called. They Muhyiddin. call themselves? The, what's that? Mujahideen. Mujahideen. right? But they were Muhyiddin. the freedom fighters that were fighting against the big, bad Russians, right? The same Russians that were crushing their people with tanks and shit like that. We were over there that we we cheered in the movie theaters for Rambo to free them. But then what we did was after we used them, we left them a whole cache of weapons that they used against us 20 years later. We left them all, we left, we gave we 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 gave this man all the CIA intelligence to attack the Twin Towers that, you know, again, they probably let him do it. But that's a whole other that's a whole other story. My well, point is let, that let's not forget
0: he's Saudi. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's besides the point. They don't have to right part. No, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the 18, the 18, uh, 18 terror out of the 20 of them, 18 were from Saudi Arabia. Another one for Iraq, another one from Afghanistan. My point is that politics makes strange bedfellows. And, and, and America has been sleeping around <laughs> all over the world <laughs> and they will stick their dick wherever they want to. Mm-hmm. And then when they're tired of it, they they slide out. They're like the dude you met at the club. Wow, you went there that was, with that analogy all the way. Wow. Mega
0: pause. That's
2: like the dude <laughs> that you met at the club that night. You thought you you thought it was gonna be all good and he slid out the next day. You never saw from again, you never saw him again. He ghosted you. That's America.
1: All right. I think this is the end of
0: the show. <laughs> but he he will text you every once in a while saying, Hey, big head. <laughs> wow. What you doing? Am morning,
2: beautiful. That's America. (laughs) That is America. Hey, what's up with that oil, girl? Anyway, (laughs) oh man, yes, it is definitely the time to end the show. Recording forty.
1: What you guys learned today, fellas? I learned that I actually have to write down all my notes when I want to do my check-in. Like there, (laughs) there is no getting around it anymore. Because I get confused. All the bright lights, and I see recording, and I'm like, "Oh my
0: god!" Well, now that you mention it, I've I did learn that we are having more senior moments, and I don't know if it's the alcohol, maybe it's the weed. I don't know. I'm not smoking weed, but I am drinking alcohol. I'm not even drinking. Oh, you're not even drinking. Maybe that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Oh,
2: that's the problem. You may have solved. You need the alcohol to uh, the to make the synapses, the electrical currents to uh, go. Uh, (laughs) Ah,
0: They need Snappy. lubrication. <laughs>
2: Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey. Uh, what did I learn today? I learned uh, quite a few things. The main one being that America is the master of telling lies and deception. And that, that, that's, that, I mean, that's why we have, that's why Trump is, is the man right now, because it's just, it's just, par for the course it's just what it is it's what america deals with that's what they they they. that's their currency hmm. bullshit but it's still the greatest country in the world i tell you i wouldn't want to live anywhere else
1: i mean this country does what it was intended to do mm-hmm.
2: protect white men at all costs. this is true Certain. and on Certain that note rich. yes rich white men rich white men right. rich white men right sorry yeah. poor people yeah sorry poor motherfuckers we'll just let you <laughs> make sure that hey We'll give you something. At least those blacks don't have it. How does that make you feel? Does that feed your belly? Maybe Maybe you win a lotto
0: or a scratch off.
2: (laughs) You can join us. And you can join us. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yo,
1: America is really the abusive boyfriend. It is just like
2: (laughs) giving you a slap around a little bit. Give me a (laughs) hug. Come on. I didn't mean to hit you. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to black why, you. Why, I, why'd you make me do this to you? Why'd you make me do this every time? Every time you, you, you shoot off at the mouth and you make me violent, I gotta slap you around.
0: Why'd you make me do it?
2: Why'd you make me do it? You're right. This is exactly. Here's what I'm a doing. new pair. Here's a new pair of sneakers.
0: he's a pair of new Trumps. <laughs> right. All right.
2: How you
1: feeling? <laughs> These trader mids.
2: Oh, oh my god. god. All right. So um, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure that you reach out to us at 619 940 Let us know how you like the show, uh, what we could be doing different, or just say, hey, why not? Also be sure to email us at thecoding40 at Gmail. Let us know how we're doing, all that other good stuff. Any final last words? Fellas, we did that.
0: A quick shout out to my Uncle Denton, one of my favorite uncles, new listener.
2: Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. And that is the end of the show, and see us next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to Decoding 40.